Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. There's a zeal in us that are in it to win it. Would you agree? That we're really in it. I remember uh, for many years, I was 95%. I wanted to keep that 5% just tucked away because it's like, ah, I just don't know if I want to completely vacate the, the world. But then it was so much easier once I said, let's just go for the kingdom. Let's just go for all of it. When you let that last 5% go, it just gives you freedom. You're like, now I know what I'm doing. I don't have to be double-minded, one foot on the dock and one foot on the boat. I'm just in it. And that's what I want to do today. I want to talk about being in it. I want to talk about winning uh, today in the kingdom. So today I want, if, if there's one thing you take away, I want to talk about faith. Have you seen the word faith in your Bible? Faith is a big deal in the Word, a big deal. I'll go to the first scripture, Hebrews 11.1. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. If you can see it, you don't have to have faith. It's already right in front of you. But a lot of things in the kingdom don't come to pass in the first five minutes, right? We have to have faith. We have to believe. We have to lean into it. You know, in the... In a, our fathers of old, you know, a lot of times they leaned into it. They may not have seen it this time of this side of eternity. They may have died without ever seeing the promise, right? You've read those stories of the Old Testament. A lot of times they didn't see it all on earth, but what will it be like when we're with the Lord forever? We're going to have a lot of time, aren't we? Forever. It's like a long time. So we're going to have a lot of time to talk about our stories, but there'll be the, the walking out of the promises of God in eternity that we'll see happen because we'll be with him when we die, right? And we'll watch these things unfold for our children and our children's children and their children's children. Are y'all with me? This is exciting to me. We're going to see a lot right here on earth. We're going to see something today, but there's a lot that's here, here to come. So faith is important. Y'all agree? Every Christian should believe it's about faith. In fact, just talk to, faith is unto something. It's unto belief. If I have faith for something, I'm believing it's going to happen. And here's the action part. You have to act as if you believe. You have to actually be ready for it to happen. You actually have to, have to think it really will happen. And once we have that kind of faith where you completely expect that person to get healed, or for that deal to come through, or whatever realm you're in. When you have faith for that, it actually activates something. How many times in the Word of the Lord say your faith has healed you? Your faith has done this. You had great faith. You have faith. Faith activates something. What is it? I can't see it. I can't see faith, but I know it's real. It's a substance of things unseen. Faith. What doesn't faith mean? It's not like being naive, you know. Be so open-minded, your brain falls out, right? Faith is, yeah, it's your things unseen, but still, is it in alignment with the God? With God, is, is it sound like the Word? Is it sound like something God would be into? I mean, you you literally don't just say, "Well, I've got faith for it," and I'm sitting here staring at that mailbox till it happens. I mean, it might happen. We've literally heard stories like that. By the way, Tracy's found money in the parking lot before. I'm not kidding. <laughs> now, she took it out of the cash register and threw it on the ground first, but no, no she didn't. But 
I'm just saying things happen. We've seen tremendous miracles and signs over the years. But faith, it doesn't mean, you know, just throw your brain away. Um, despite the evidence, it's the exact same opposite. But we have seen it when it did mean that, when it was a lot of times it didn't look like it could happen and it happened. We've seen stage four cancer healed right here. We didn't do that. We had faith that the one we believe in did that. See, it's easy to have faith if it's not about believing we can do something, but believing he can do something, we can tuck under that. Are y'all with me? You stirred up about faith. Let's go with it. Faith leads to what? Trust in God. If I'm faithful, I'm trusting in God that he'll be faithful. And that's not something that happens overnight. That happens when he's faithful over and over and over Like he has been to all of us, every person in this room has had the Lord be faithful to them. It builds up our hope. It builds up our faith to believe again. This happened to her. This happened to him. It can happen for me too. So the testimony is so important. I, I love for you to have the testimony on the tip of your tongue. I love that testimony this morning. How many people are having faith and standing strong when their loved one is stolen? Come on, people, that's bad. And but, but yet, Lord, we know you can do all things. And look how he delivered. This wasn't some crafty, you know, good phone call, uh, some negotiation. This was the Lord interceding and saying, no, I'm still God. Faith and trust, at least to trust. I got to tell you, people without faith, honestly, the people that are lost, I'm just saying, I, you know, we're, we're around both. And I got to say, I've... I see a lot of chaos in people that are not people of faith. A lot of chaos in their life. You get so tangled up trying to use this noggin, you know, to try to make good decisions with, and it's very difficult to do that. Very difficult to figure it out. Because we've been raised in the world, we're going to produce after the world. If we've been raised in faith and in the, in the, the wisdom of God, then we're going to produce after that. Does that make sense? Hebrews 1.6, or 11.6, I'm sorry. So the Lord says something really profound. You might miss it. But he said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. They didn't say it's hard to please God without faith. He said it's impossible. So would you agree that walking with God is a walk of faith? In fact, it's activated every day as you walk with God. It's like, I'm going to get up and go over and pray for that person because I'm acting in faith. I know God wants to use me that way. You know, your waitress, whoever it is. The Lord is actually involved in every step and every day of your life. He said he orders your steps before the beginning of time. He already knew what appointments you would have. And if you were on this walk of faith, then you're like, yes, Lord. It doesn't look like I should go up there. She looks really busy. And the Lord's like, go up there. And we've seen tremendous. I remember one time Trace and I went on vacation and we were waiting for the pizza and it took forever on a beach town to get a pizza. And we're standing there, standing there. And then it's finally occurred to us. Here's a lady uh, that we're supposed to pray for. And she's running around there and she, you know, and so we said, can we pray for you? And she melted. She absolutely melted in our arms, didn't she, honey? It was crazy. It was a divine appointment. And the other waitress was like, come on, help me, help me, help me. And he's like, be quiet, Martha. I'll be there. 
It's crazy. So how do you get faith? That's what you want to know. It's like the Lord says, have it. How do we get it? Romans 16, 17 in the word. What's it say? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let me say that again. If you hear the word of God, it'll build up your faith. Y'all believe in that? If you hear the word of God, it will build up your faith. In fact, people that don't know and don't have faith, I will guarantee you one thing, with very rare exceptions, almost every single time I find somebody that doesn't believe in God, doesn't believe in the Word, doesn't believe in what you're doing, doesn't raise your hands in worship. No, I'm kidding about that one. But a guy that doesn't believe, he does not know what the Bible says. He doesn't know the Word. He doesn't know the Word. He hadn't heard the Word. It hasn't transformed him. It is transformative. But it hasn't transformed him because he hasn't heard it. How will he hear it unless we preach it to him? Here's what I want to do. I want everybody that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior to go down to the bookstore, buy a Bible, and read it, and then they'll know. But that ain't going to happen. Y'all agree? No, we have to preach it to them. We have to stir them up in some way that would give them a hunger to even search the Lord out. And once they do, they're like, I've been searching for the answer my whole life. I just found the answer. His name's Jesus Christ. But we've got to preach it to them. We've got to tell them the word. In other words, you've got to hear the word, and then you'll activate your faith. Okay, so come on, baby. I want to I want to say something to online viewers today. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. We're getting crazy. We're getting crazy emails. We're getting crazy. God bless yous. We're getting crazy stories that are happening with our online guests. And I know when we're in here, these are all like our friends. We we've been preaching, praying. We've got three hundred of our favorites here for. But I want to say we want you to be that too. And we want you to feel included, and I, for one, am so used to doing it this way that I usually don't say the things like this. But I want to say that this is just as good at home. There's no distance in the, in the spirit, you know. And this word applies no matter where you are. It's still right out of the Bible. And that's what we preach here. Okay, so I want to move on. Uh, let's look at the, kind of the state of the church. Let's see if this is true. We're looking at right now a lot of change in the church. I don't know if you follow this. You probably don't unless you've got a church. But we're seeing a lot of change, and uh, so we're going to talk about some of that. Um, what we know is that uh, I just went, went out to a pretty good research, 100,000 Christians, 100,000 people, in the, uh, and these are adults in America, okay? You there? So this is 100,000 people surveyed, and then I checked two other sources, and they're relatively the same numbers. But this is Barna Research. Who's heard of Barna before? Now, these guys do a good job of kind of keeping you plugged in of what's going on with Christianity. And it's really uh, in, insightful to look and kind of see what the mix is and what's going on and who's doing what. But I'm going to share a little bit of that with you. Not a long thing, although I am a businessman. I could go for a long time. i got a slideshow up here. <laughs> but I'm only going to give you two slides. Don't worry. Somebody's right now saying, honey, give me that channel changer. <clears throat> Anyways, um, practicing Christians. There are a lot of practicing Christians, but there are a lot of people that are Christians or would
practicing Christian, you call oneself as a Christian. I'm a Christian. All right, that's, that's pretty easy. And then you strongly prioritize faith in your walk every day. And regular church attendance. Practicing Christian. They do these things. Okay, so why do I care about that? I'm looking at Christians right there. That's prayer in America. Look at who prays. 35%, isn't it? Can you see it? That's about 35% of the people. What's that? No, go ahead. What's it say to the right? 69%. Okay, it is. That's fine. Let me look. Okay, so this is uh, people that have read their Bible in the last seven days. I'm going to show you that one too. People that have read their Bible in the last seven days. No, that's the next one. Sorry. Now, here we go. Get, get in sync. Let's go to this one. 29% weekly church attendance. Uh, so what I want to say, say to you there is if you're, um, if you're going to church, then you're going to hear the word and then it's going to activate the word and that's going to come alive in you and you're going to evangelize a lot more because again, the, the word's in you. But a lot of people at this, this day and time are not going to church regularly. I mean, it's just a thing. It's like, no, I don't really go to church. You know, I'm a believer. You don't have to be in church to be saved. You don't have to be in church to love God. And that's true. But I will tell you this. When you're around other believers, you're in fellowship with other believers, there are a lot of benefits. One of the benefits is that life happens. And a lot of times you may need someone to come up and love your neck and and tell you it's going to be okay and tell you what the Lord says uh, to you today, give you a word, give you loving. And we need that. We need to stand strong together. Like I'm not going through it alone helps us a lot. And so I want to, I want to encourage the body of Christ at all online and, and, and here in this room. Go to church. When you go, you stay close to the flame. If you get away a little bit, I'm talking to me too. When I get away and I don't get in, you know, in fellowship, I feel it. I really feel it. Do you? Yeah, you feel it. You're not, you're like, I'm a cold that's going dim, you know? And then you get back in and you're like, ah, I'm fired up again. You want to always have uh, something to feed those around you. And you're going to get it. You're going to hear things. You're going to do things in church uh, that will do that. They'll get you ready. So uh, notable changes over time. Used to be 43% in this sample right here. And it's gone down. It's gone down. So uh, the thing is, is, uh, is... you know, we want to look at this slide right here. This is pretty interesting because um, these are people that read the Bible in the last week, weekly. So it's kind of it's kind of silly almost to look at this slide on the right hand side because they even ask, "Have you read the Bible once a year, or twice a year, or have you less than once a year, or never, or not sure?" I'm not sure if I read the Bible or not, man. I went, we went out drinking. I mean, one thing led to another. I mean, how can you not be sure if you read the Bible? But anyway, they're not, there are few that aren't sure. They're like, what? But uh, I do want to look at this. This stat has also, uh, is also worth looking at. And here's the 35% right here. Bible reading in America, 35% in the last seven days only. So uh, let's look at the second chart there. On the left-hand side, these would, what I, would be what I would call the really engaged Christians. They're engaged. They're, they're doing the stuff. Toward the center, not so much. And to the right, do you see the dark, the far to the right? 
We have something that, that uh, statisticians call the nuns, N-O-N-E. They have no affiliation whatsoever with any kind of religion or God. They'll check the box. Nah, I don't, no, I don't know about any of that. That's, I have no affiliation with that. Can you believe that? And it's growing. It's growing. There's a, there's a, a lot of people in two generations, that, the one before and, and the current, that just are, nah, they just don't do religion. Folks, there's the, it, I, I can't say this enough. The fields are ripe unto harvest. Ripe unto harvest. And it's, a time, it's time for Christians to take action and step out to other Christians first and then to the lost. Listen, there are a lot of Christians that are not engaged Christians. Let me show it to you real quick. Non-practicing Christians, self-identified Christians who do not qualify as practicing. They're not reading. They're not in the Word. They're not doing the thing. They're just saying, I'm Christian. They may go for many reasons. Maybe for compliance. Maybe they got children. They want the kids to do right and not get into all the things the world does. So they take them to church. Uh, some people are just, well, I'm too busy. You know, I, that was my excuse for 20 years. You know, I work six days a week. And on my seventh day, I want to rest. And, you know, I want to stick with the word and have my Sabbath. <laughs> you know, you can take the Bible and twist it to almost anything you need to believe, right? But I want to, I want to, I want to talk about that for a minute. Um, there's really only 25%, according to the research I've done, 25% of all people in America, adults in America, that are what I'm going to call practicing Christians, reading their Bible, going to church, reading, reading the Word a lot, going to church and praying. 25%. Now, don't get discouraged. That's still 80 million people. That's a lot of people that are fervent but here's what's interesting about all this, that the people who read their Bible, go to church regularly, pray, have actually gone up in, in numbers instead of down. You guys, when you do that, it builds up your faith and you keep doing it and you do it even more and you're growing, a growing segment because you're near the flame, you're, you're getting better. You have what you need. COVID doesn't shake you. You're like, open that church, I'm coming. You're like, I'm not, I'm not going to stop that. I'm going to pray for that person to heal them. That when storms come, you don't get wiped out. Now, I can tell you, you know, for a long time, and I can preach this because I was in that inactive. I consider myself a Christian since I was a little kid. But here's the problem. I didn't know the word. I had a little white Bible. You ever seen that little white New Testament? I got a vacation Bible school. I only went two days. It was seven days long. But I got the Bible, and I got an avocado, which, uh, you know, grew for a little bit. But anyway, but vacation Bible school, I didn't do it. We were working on the farm. We are putting up hay. And then, you know, uh, I would go to church occasionally. My folks would, you know, we'd go to church, but not a, lot, not a lot. We didn't go to Sunday school where I got the Word, and I knew where it was in the Bible, and I knew what it was, and I learned one every week, and I got a star up there. I didn't I was kind of ashamed because of the star thing. <laughs> it's like, Eckert, you didn't get one again? Was, no, sir. Anyways, um, but I will tell you that having your children in a God-preaching church is really important. And getting that word in them at a young age is going to really do some good because when they get older, they won't have to do it like me. 
Um, they won't have to come back and try to relearn everything they should have, should have been learning. Okay, let's go back. 25% are on fire Christians, but that leaves a lot of other people. That leaves three-fourths of the population right now that are not. And I believe the best way to start that uh, trend the other direction is to ask Christians that if you consider yourself a Christian, to do the Christian disciplines, which is what? Read the Word. Pray to God. Not once a year, whatever. Read the Word. Have the Word near you. And it will change your Christian walk so much that the people around you, you'll have something to feed them. You'll have something to feed them. You'll, you'll read the Word. The way it really works, if you're not doing this right now, is you'll read a Word this morning, you'll go out, and right away the Lord gives you an opportunity to use it. Right or wrong, folks? Can I have an amen? This is exactly what happens. Here it is, that situation. You're like, well, the Word of God says. Well, what do you think about this, John? You know, it's not really important what I think, but the Word of God says that if you do this and that, then that's what... It's not important what I say. Listen, I'm going to talk to you for a minute. I'm going to talk to everybody. What's happening right now is... We're getting away from the plumb line of the church. Well, so-and-so said this, and then so-and-so, well, that pastor said this, and then, and this person said this, and we're getting so far from the truth of the word that we're calling evil good. One thing my little church did, they call evil evil, and they call good evil a lot too. I mean, we had just like, don't you mess up. God in my little church, really, when I, this is what I got out of as a little kid. I scared death of him. It's like God is watching you, John Eckert. Johnny, he's watching you, and you better not. And I'm like, <gasps> think about it. I didn't know God was this loving father that, you know, just wants to hold me and love me and give me money. Really? I mean, think about it. So... Let me make my point. I'm encouraging Christians to read your Bible, which is going to lead to more faith, which is going to lead to more action, which is basically reading your Bible, going to church, having something to feed the people, and starting to infect the area around you like leaven. You know, a little leaven goes a long way. A little seed will plant a whole field. I mean, it, it just, we just have to uh, give ourselves that discipline to go a little bit. Now, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it easy for you. You do not have to actually open the Bible and read it, although I want to know how many Christians in here have their own Bible. How many? Real Bible. No, the paper one. It was a thing that had letters in it. A couple of young people are like, anyways, uh, all right, almost all, everyone, if not everyone, a lot of you do. But having a Bible, there's two, two different ways to read the Bible that I do, and I'll just give you my practical deal. One is I read the Bible like I open the Bible. If I want to go deep in a subject, I like to open my big print Bible right there, and I like to go deep, and I like to read the whole uh, chapter, I like, and then I like to read the whole book and like see what they were talking about in the time and, and learn what they were saying so I don't misinterpret the word. And I mean, I'll go deep on something. But most of the time now... I am, I do, uh, I, I have a business or two and I'm out in the work marketplace a lot. So, but I've got to get there. I've got to drive there. And so when I'm in my car, that's my church. And I, so I got the audio Bible on and the audio Bible, I turn it down just one click 
So it plays a little slower. Go ahead, just fill in the blanks on that one. I play it a little slower where I can hear it and not, you know, wreck my car while I'm trying to get that note down. But I like to listen to the, the audio Bible. And what happens, it allows me to go through the Bible time after time after time because you can get to it fast. And you know, it's become such a treasure to me. Whoever came up with that idea was great. But it's come such a treasure to me that I'll find myself sitting in front of my business that I'm supposed to go to. After a two-hour drive, I'm sitting out there listening to the Word, like not wanting to go in. I just want to listen to the Word more. That's a hunger for the Word. And I will tell you this very much. When you're doing the Bible and you're listening to the Bible, you're going to prayer meetings, what's going to happen is you're, if you're away from it, you're going to have a hunger. You're going to miss the Lord like so much. If you hadn't prayed, prayed in a few days, you know, you got to get up really early. You miss your prayer time in the morning. So I just want to encourage you in that. Do the Bible reading. Study the Bible. Read the Bible. Stay connected, and it'll really uh, bless your life. Okay, let's see if there's a couple more points we can make here. Um, the Lord talks about the Word. The Word, the Word, the Word, the Word. The Word is living. The Word is alive. The, Lord, the Word is also another word for our Lord Jesus is the Word. It's from Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's about firsthand accounts of Jesus. And what it does is when you read it and you hear the stories about what he did, you're just amazed. And it brings you into the story. And you're like, you find yourself in that story. It's like, if I would have been standing right there that day, I would have killed that rooster. I would have gone and wrung his neck. No, I'm kidding. But anyway, um, but it, it does. You, you find yourself in the story. What would I have done? Would I have struck this guy and cut his ear off? I mean, I don't know. But it puts you there and it's exciting to me. Anybody else get excited by reading the Word? You wonder where you find yourself in the Word, find your identity in the Word? It just does. The Lord says it's like uh, building your house on a rock. When that, that Word is so strong, it's so solid, it's like building your house on a rock. And when the storms of life come, the wind beats on it, the rain beats on it, you know, a couple tornadoes hit it, nothing's going to move you. It's not going to blow your house down and you're done. you got to start all over. You're not devastated anymore. And I can tell you, uh, I've been devastated before I got into this. But the things of life come whether your house is built on sand or on the rock. If it's built on sand, of course, it just gets demolished. But when it's built on the rock and the storms of life come, you can withstand it. Think about we've been through everything. The loss of people close to us. We've lost our money. Well, I did. That's why I found Jesus in the first place. My best and my worst day. Early 90s. Family falling apart. Lost my money. And it took me a long time to build that money up, too. 20 years of not serving Jesus. Even though I knew I was a Christian. I was in that other category, that Christian that doesn't do anything. And so, so I told the Lord, I'm like, when, this, when the storm came, I'm like, if you can use this life, you can have it. And I'm in it. And the Lord took me up on it. And I began to grow, but I didn't grow right away. Like, I wasn't devouring the Word. Like, Tracy, when she got saved, she was devouring the Word. The, the woman spent nine months reading the Word and wouldn't quit. I mean, other than to sleep and eat once in a while. Literally, she was into the Word, but I didn't. And so it took me a while, and, and so I still was doing a lot of mistakes. And I love this. It, it's um, You think about um, 
You know, how, what do, how do we make our decisions? I want to see if I can remember this. If you, um, <clears throat> the word helps you, helps to keep you from yourself. It helps to keep you from making decisions out of emotion. Because your emotion is going to tell you to do something that's not always right. Do y'all agree? If you're an emotional decision maker, uh, I'd recommend just go back to the Word. What's the Word of God say instead? And the Spirit keeps your mind from making the decisions. The Spirit's leading me, not my emotions. The Spirit's leading me, not my mind. I already know what my mind is. It's wired like the world. Is the world working? Oh, not too good, is it? Most people are stressed out. No wonder they're stressed out. Here's a funny stat. 83% of all people in America, adults in America, say they're spiritual. Surprise anybody? You saw the stats on Christians. But they say, I'm spiritual. I pray. Over 80% of the people say they pray. But I got to ask you a question. If 25% of the people are praying that are Christians that pray to the God of heaven, who are the other people praying to? I don't know. How are they praying? What are they praying? I mean, to me, I know there are even religions that uh, praise the devil. I don't know what all is out there. All I know is that according to this research, everybody's, yeah, I'm a very spiritual person. I don't know what. I can twist, do yoga. I don't know what it is. They're doing something. But I got to tell you, this should inspire every one of us to reach out to that, the people that are in the none category, the people that are, well, they don't know who to pray to. They don't know who God is. They still think he's the compliance officer. Okay. Um, that's my opening. We're going to go to. Um, let me say it this way. The Lord says that there's going to be shaking. How many believe there's going to be shaking? Everybody believes there's going to be shaking. If you know the shaking's coming, in the natural, you put some food in the pantry, you get that generator started. If there's going to be a shaking, if there's going to be a war, you go get some bullets. If there's a shaking coming, you prepare. Let me tell you something. A shaking is coming. A shaking comes in personal life every so often. It's kind of cyclical. You will have things happen to you. I don't know anybody on this planet that I've met so far that, you know, they, they were born and from that day forward, they never had a bad day. Everything just worked out exactly like it was supposed to and never had anything go wrong. It just doesn't work that way. You've got seasons of good and bad, don't you? What we consider good and bad. So knowing that it's coming, we need to prepare for that. And I want you guys to all be, and I want to expand the 25 percenters to a whole lot more. We can start by Christians that aren't praying, aren't doing the Christian disciplines, but they consider themselves, they believe in God, just like I was. Let's try to move them up to the fire breathers that you guys are. And then let's move over and reach out to those um, that, that don't know anybody as God, okay? Let's help them. Hey, I know you, are you a praying person? Oh, yeah. You got that. That's eight out of 10. You're going to say yes to that, right? That's a good evangelism tool, Michael. Absolutely. Eight out of 10. Are you, are you consider yourself a spiritual person? Yes. Who do you pray to? Oh, God. What's he look like? Well, mm, I'm not sure. You know, in other words, which guy? I mean, 
Do you pray to Jesus Christ, the Lord? Do you pray to the Father of Jesus Christ, the Lord? It's an interesting start. It might help. Let's see about it. Let me wrap it up. Build your house on the rock. It takes a little bit of effort. You have to push play on your audio Bible. That's all. And, And the Lord will bless you. If you have faith, you're going to do great works. The Lord says you can. It's not because you're doing them, because you have faith in the one that does them. That will happen. We have to believe. We have to believe the Lord will do what he said he would do, and he will. Once you believe, you'll start to see things happen, and then the almighty testimony. The testimony Builds up faith like nothing else. When you can stand up there and say, this is what happened to me, and this is what the Lord did. I'm telling you, I was a crazy guy. I could make a ton of money, and that was it. That's all I had. Did you know there's no security in the earth? If you make a lot of money, you can lose a lot of money. I did. That's a testimony, right? But if I build my house on the rock, I will be good in all seasons. When the storm comes, man, I sure like that money better, but, you know, here we are. (laughs) I recommend one more thing. Read in the morning. Read in the morning because I used to always try to, well, I'll read this afternoon. Guess what? Something fills the space, man. You got six kids, 13 grandkids. I'm I'm just saying it takes time. Life happens. You, You get busy and then you're away from the word and then you grow cold. Everybody stand up.